Blog Talk Radio. Radio program. I'm Susan Larison Dance, and I'm so happy to welcome you back again today. Here we had a month off, and now we are here two days in a row. So, launching the energy of what I do typically view as the new season. It seems like the new season always starts in August here at the Frontier Beyond Fear, and today is August 2nd, 2016. It's a beautiful day here in the Pacific Northwest, very um, fall-like, really. So for launching a fall season, we certainly have some fall-like weather here, which is a welcome relief from some heat that we had. And here in the Pacific Northwest, we seem to like temperate conditions. Um, So welcome back, everyone. And and let me remind you right at the outset that FrontierBeyondFear.com is the place to learn about this show. I often only say that at the end, but today I'm going to remind you at the beginning because I know many of you during the break, and I was thankful for this, discovered some of those gems in the archive, and there are just so many in the six years, almost six years, that this show has been ongoing. And today I am very happy in a moment to be bringing on Someone who has become a regular guest here, which is such a delight, because Joan Sirio is here with us again today, and today we're going to talk about the space of the heart, as we always do with Joan, because she is an expert on that, and we're going to talk about navigating the changes, the new, everything that that we are all going through at the moment in this world, in this country, if you're in the U.S., I know many, some of you are not in the U.S., and I do welcome the international listeners so much so, but certainly in the United States, we're all navigating through a number of emotions and change right now. Um, And let me tell you more about Joan, for those of you new to her work Her most recent book is Hardwired to Heaven, Download Your Divinity Through Your Heart and Create Your Deepest Desires. And Joan beautifully combines spirituality with science because she is a teacher. Um, She has a Bachelor of Science in Biology, a Master of Science in Science Education. And at the same time, she has created integrative message therapy 
and is the founder of the Coorescent School of Self-Mastery, and she also has another book that she wrote some time ago, In the Key of Life, An Activational Journey to the Soul. So she brings many things into balance because as we always remind one another, science and spirituality are the same. They are both pursuits of truth and a a true observation of real-world experience and an observation of what this real world actually is. Joan's website, she has a couple, but today I have up joanserio.com. So let me welcome Joan back again to the program. Hi, Joan. It's so nice to have you back again. Hi, Susan. Well, thank you for having me again, and happy new moon in Leo today. Oh, I hadn't that's right. I I know you had posted yeah. that to my Facebook page and you know that is an important reminder. And there here we go again, Joan. Every time I have you I mean it's just the, the nature of the times. Here we go again <laughs> with the the energy of all that's that that's going on right now. It seems like we're surely navigating the new. Oh, yes, and it's just so apropos that we're talking about this today because Leo is all about the heart. And it's a uh-huh. new moon. It's a great time to start new things. And this one happens to be about expressing yourself from your heart. So we're going to talk about that today, too. Well, that's perfect. And today, today's show, which I very much welcome, is going to kind of be Joan the Teacher is here with us today. You're always here with us as a teacher. But we're going to go through a kind of a lesson plan today, and I'm really kind of looking forward to that for for all of us and our listeners because we're really going to step through some 10 different ways, and I'm sure you could come up with even more ways to help us through these times because I feel that we are all feeling it, and yet we're also feeling, I'm feeling it certainly, um, the call of the new, I guess I would say. there There is just this tremendous potential right now that I feel kind of a blossoming. Yes. Yeah, and a lot of that is coming from um, the astrology, if you've listened to anything uh, lately. Um, we're almost into eclipse season on the 18th of this month. There is a very short penumbral uh, eclipse in Aquarius, in my sign, and that starts it off. It's mine, it's, too. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's right. Your sign, too. It is. It is. It. Um, yeah, and it's like a, this rip in, in the, in the, uh, in the cosmos here, this very small opening that for us is probably a huge portal. <laughs> but uh, that yeah, starts it, and then there's two eclipses in September. Um, and from what I'm hearing, it's going to be quite the time. And it's uh, doing this kind of work to get going and really get it out yeah. there. So if you're feeling like, yeah, it's time to start new things, yeah, this is a great time. And today is actually the perfect day to put it out there to the universe and say, okay, this is what I'm choosing to create. And take this energy uh, of the new that. and the new moon. I love that, and I yeah. feel called to say that all of you teachers out there who are listening, and you know who you are, 
I can just feel it. We are being called. It doesn't matter how many years you've been. I don't know if you feel this. I certainly do. I mean, we each have our things that, that we focus on. I, I've really developed this show, and I, I continue to develop, it, to develop it, and that isn't going to change. But it's, there's this real call right now to teach, to really expand into more teaching and just just helping one another more more directly. I think we are called to new things and expanding things perhaps we've only dabbled in in the past. Just really now is the time for a true launch. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, and it really is because I don't know about you, but this past weekend was one of <laughs> really potent and powerful and helpable and I went through a lot of stuff and um yeah. From what I had read, it, it was like, okay, I'm right on time and sync with things because it was, you know, releasing a lot of the stuff that we've been through since 2012, or I would say, as Carl Kalman you had on the other day, uh, was talking about uh-huh. in well, October 28th of 2011 was really yes. like a kickoff yes. point. You know, I, I've studied his work. I, I love his work. And, and I feel like that's, for me, that's when it all started. So for me, it's more like almost five years' worth of going through this metamorphosis, you know, and it really culminated this weekend in this huge breakthrough for me. And yeah. um, it, it was like a huge reset button. And now is the time for us to go into this new mode. Like, you know, <laughs> okay, now you can go. Now you finally made it through all of this with a grand finale, and now we can get in and yeah. step into really what is new. So how do we navigate these new waters, yes. that uncharted waters we've never been in before? You know, what do we, how, yes. how do we do this, you know? And um, yes. so I've come up with 10, like you said, there, there's many more ways, but, I, you know, I, I just broke down 10 of them. And and I say through the heart because most of this really is governed through the heart. I could just say follow your heart and that's it. But, you know, that doesn't give you a lot of, like, well, what does that mean and how do I do that? And, you know, give me some, you know, pointers here. What You know, something more tangible yes. than just follow your heart. Yeah. Yes, and I feel this is really helpful. And, um, in fact, I'll... I'll help step through the list, and I'll just ask you about each one. I, I think that, that that's the best way to go about this, because the first thing that you list, Joan, is essentially that, because this is the that, launching yeah. point, isn't it? Number one, it is. listen to your yeah. heart and use it to guide you. Definitely. So, so how do we do that? How do we know we're listening to our heart and not our mind or our, our doubts or anything else? How do uh-huh. we just know, don't we? Yes. Well, the heart is the seat of wisdom. Um, and it's the threefold flame of love, wisdom, and power reside within the heart. Because as I say in Hardwired Heaven, that's where you're hardwired heaven from is this very special place yeah. in the heart that I call the sacred coordinates. So this is your download point. So it's taking you out of your left brain, putting you more in your right brain. I want to talk about brain because you're more in the heart, but for people that, you know, something to hang on to here. You're going into the intuitive. You're going into the subconscious. You're going into the collective consciousness, and you're pulling information from there. 
in a way that your logical left brain mind could never do. You know, if we were doing this from our heads totally, um, you know, we would list all the things of, well, this, you know, I can't do this because, where the heart says, why not? You want to do it, don't you? Well, we'll find a way because the universe that's isn't it. limited. It's not that's limited. It. You're tapping into something that's limitless, but your left brain, you know, the way we've been conditioned so far, the way we've used our brain, is that, you know, we see these limitations. Now we're yeah. stepping away from that and listening to the heart. Well, how do we do that? Well, you know, there is meditation. We need to quiet the mind and get out of the mind and then listen to that still, small voice within. Um, yeah. And like you said, there is this knowing yeah. that just comes to us sometimes. And you just know yeah. this is what you're supposed to do. Supposed to do. But the other thing is really yeah. to, to honor and follow our feeling because that's what the yeah. heart is about. Yeah. It's the emotion, the energy emotion that's flowing through the heart, that's going into the body, that's going into the electromagnetic field through the meridians and, and the electrical system of the body, and it's giving you this impulse. It's sending you information. That is information. You know, energy yeah. carries information, and that's how the body responds to it. You have these emotions, and that's what they're there for. They're giving you information. So really pay attention to that. And really tune into yeah. your emotions and do it on a daily basis. What am I feeling today? And is this me? Or am I feeling a little bit more? And well, how is this different than yesterday? And, and how is this guiding me today? If things don't feel yeah. right, well, why? And pay attention and honor that. Yes. So, it seems like so, there's, there's that acceptance, Joan, you know, that you need to accept really listen to to how you feel. And you can feel it when there's a discordance, when something's just not right. You feel that too. And you just, you know, and it's true. Can we just listen to where we're at? Because when you do, you really get guidance. And then the synchronicities too. I've, I've had a lot right, of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing I was going to say is pay attention to the signs you get. To the synchronicities yeah. that happen. That's another way of communicating through the heart. Because yeah. you're putting out this signal that says, okay, um, I want to create, uh, like we were talking about, maybe um, another form of, um, of work that I haven't done before. And so you're putting this yeah. out there. Okay, so the signal goes out and you're going to respond because the universe is um, self-reflexive. You know, what you put out comes back to you, and, it, and the information is changed as it goes out from your heart field into the unified field. You know, you're sending out that signal, that information in the unified field. The universal consciousness says, okay, and it's going to send you back and respond. Pay yeah. attention, and it comes in various ways, and one of those ways could be the synchronicities or these signs that we get. Um, the other thing is remind everyone, especially with Leo now, is to play. To, to give yourself oh, time yeah. and permission yeah. to play. Because you get out of your way. When we play, we get out of our way. <laughs> I know? love that. And when we get out of our way, yeah, and when we get out of our way, we're out of, you know, this thinking mind, and we drop into our heart. 
And that's when all these insights come and flashes like, wow, where did that come from? You know, because you're totally out of your way. You're not, you know, filtering anything. So take a play day every now and then. You know, you're capturing something important because right now uh, there's this feeling of we're all taking it too seriously. I'm not saying that there aren't important things happening in the world. There are. But we're getting a little bit too wrapped up in it, I think, and mm-hmm. and we're not allowing mm-hmm. ourselves that play time because if we lose sight of that, we're not going to be able to listen to our hearts because – you know that right. that just gets us all wrapped up in knots and such. I th- I see that just energetically, you're just totally blocked if if you don't allow that. And I know one of your points will have to do with nature, and for many of us, that's a way play. Although there are many mm-hmm. ways, right? Um, right. And and yeah. I I think it it helps us. And and actually, I think I'm going to step into your next point, if you're ready, because I think that's related here, is um, root for, not against, is the next one. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, I'll, I'll throw this over to you just by saying, you know, right now there's a lot of discussion of resistance to this, resistance to that, and... You know, what have we learned about that in our it lives more you know, when we resist something? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like from Neil Down Walsh, you know, when you're, when, uh, what you resist persists, you know, from conversations with yeah. God. And, you know, it's been said a million times, but it's true I mean, because you're sending that energy out. And so, like I said, it's a self-reflective universe. And, you know, so, okay, you want resistance? I'll give you more. No problem. And so you get more resistance, you know, instead of, all right, what is it we're choosing to create here? Um, and to always come from that place, because that is the higher octave of it. And that's what we're called to do now, is to come from that higher octave. And one last thing about that listen to your heart and the play and all is because yeah. joy resides in the heart. And we're called to live the higher octaves of joy, of love, you know, and, and we're, we're losing it if we go into this resistance mode and this, oh, my gosh, look what's happening mode. And, you yeah. know, instead of, well, I can always choose joy. That's I can it. choose to resist or I can choose to create what it is I'm choosing to create and I can create it in the vibration of joy and love. Yes. You know, I think at no point, I mean, right now especially, there is a projection of the world, and there's multiple ways of projecting this world that can be very frightening if that's what you choose. You know, this is a show about fear, about getting beyond that fear. Getting beyond fear, and yeah. what I would offer to people listening, can you find peace with any outcome, this is this is a tough one for some people in this election. Can you find a way, for example, in this in the U.S., can you find a way to say no matter what happens, it's going to be okay? Because if you can't get to that point, you're not going to be at peace right now. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I believe there's there's a way. It it you know it takes faith it takes trust 
because there's a lot of things going on right now that can be very upsetting and tumultuous. And I felt it rock the spiritual community. It is. There are many people, and I've been through it myself. I mean, I'm not immune to this. And and at this point, I just I, I'm I'm tired of that energy. I don't think it's helpful. And we need to remember that miracles and magic are real, <laughs> and that mm-hmm. there's no mm-hmm. outcome that's going to hurt us or attack us or or do anything to us that that we don't um, allow. Right, and the answer is to all of this is using the heart. You know, what HeartMath has come up with a global uh, coherence project. You know, when we work together and we breathe through our hearts and we do this very simple technique and you're focusing on one thing, it's been shown that that does affect the outcome of things. So, um you know, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll do this through another one of these topics, but um, we'll do a little bit of, you know, just a coherent thing that's very easy that HeartMath puts out. But when you're focused with these emotions of appreciation or love, instead of with, you know, whatever I don't even want to say it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> against people, it changes yeah. things. You know, so what is the outcome? Well, our outcome is we want someone that can lead us with with, with uh, sincerity, with wisdom, with love, with compassion, peace in mind, you know, all of these things that we, we so treasure. We can put that out there. And we can affect the outcome in a way that we want instead of, like I said, pushing again. You know, you're going to keep pushing again? Well, you know, that's what you'll you know, get. I'm a Trekkie, Joan, or used to be. Uh-huh. I've kind of fallen out of it now because I was such the science girl. I was a science girl when I was young. I don't mean to say that in a belittling way. I was proud of myself for because for, there weren't, weren't a lot of women who went into these fields at, at that time, and I was called, and I was a Trekkie, and so I used to enjoy, you know, the trivia and all, and I went to the Star Trek movie, and it's all about this. The new Star Trek movie I saw over the weekend is all about the energy of unity clashing, in a way, if that could be said, with the energy of division and conflict, and that's the mm-hmm. whole theme of the movie mm-hmm. and it's very mm-hmm. compatible with your your number 2 and I won't reveal what happens but if it it was so appropriate for our times and I know that's why they right. wrote it this way but mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know can we we have to hold the vision I mean that's the key the vision of what we want for this planet and find a way to integrate anything and anyone into it that was also in this movie and the key to it as well it's not there is a way because remember everything serves love i mean everything serves love because that's what mm-hmm. what the universe the multiverse is yeah it's based on it yeah yeah and, and can't the question is that i think the largest question right now one of them is can we step out of this paradigm of separation and into one of unity. So we are all one, you know, and when you go into the heart, 
you realize that because all hearts are connected and all hearts, as I say, are connected to the one heart. And that is the unity. That is the original and the first internet. <laughs> you know, this, this heart connection. And if yes. we can step out of the separation that we've been in and the division and everything and just see that, you know, I am a reflection of you and you're a reflection of me and why, why are we reflecting this? Because we're all one and the same. You know, we're just playing out different roles and we can do this in a more unified manner. Yes. You know, and when you do that, Joan, pretty soon the edges start to soften. You start mm-hmm. to soften even the harshest thing. It can start to soften. I feel there is a new earth energy right now and that nothing can undermine it or undermine. That's an interesting way of saying that. That was a kind of a, a verbal too. typo, yeah. undermine. <laughs> say undermine. Sure. But, yeah, our minds can, can sabotage it. Uh-huh. There is nothing that can take that outcome away from us, nothing. And if we can just stay focus and not be in battle mode you know being in battle Mm -hmm. mode doesn't work in the new energy you have to be in cooperative in in bridge building mode would be more as i would put it not Uh battle right yeah that's that resistance builder yeah (laughs) yeah well i was one of the I've, i've i've used that in the past that term's coming up a lot right now but but there's uh-huh. a lot of division being propagated. You know, you can, and I used to do it too. We all do this sometimes. It's our human nature. Um, we can get a little combative at times, even when trying to build a bridge. <laughs> and it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. find mm-hmm. find that balance. And, and find an understanding of, of why people hurt. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that there there is a lot of, um, dismissiveness right now of that and that there needs to be an acknowledgement of the hurt, not just uh, ignoring it blithely. Oh, well, you know, nothing of this, this didn't happen. Or There's a lot of that in our society right now. It's not clinging to the past, but acknowledging, hey, you know, this was, you know, there there was a breach here and, and you know, genuine humility in the midst of that, of of saying, yeah, you know, that was a mistake. How come people can't say that honestly anymore in our world, that I made a mistake? We don't hear Mm -hmm. that from enough leaders right now, and we need to be hearing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. we're never going to get through this list, but I'm kind of, I've just, there's certain things that have been on my heart, and it's so related to your number two, which is important. But here is another, I mean, number three, very, very relevant. Stay centered in the present with an eye to the future. Yeah. So, as you know, we were talking about how people can get really riled up very easily now. Um, yeah. So it's really important to stay centered. You know, that's the first thing. Stay in your center. And um, there's a lot of different ways to do this. You know, we've talked about these before. Um, it could be just, you know, sitting and, and concentrating your breathing. It could be just putting your hands over, over your danjong, your hara, two inches below, which is uh, within the navel area. And that's your geometric center. And imagine a line coming from in front of you going through this point and out the back, and a line from your head going down 
from out your feet to this point, and then one from either side going through this point, and and just stand and and do this and and imagine this and hold your hands there at that point and try to move and you'll realize that you're pretty centered and grounded in that point, you know. Uh, do whatever you know whatever works for you to ground, walk, you know, barefoot on the ground itself. Center yourself, ground yourself, and and you know you may have to do this several times a day, you know. Um, yeah. So it's not like a one-time shot. Uh, the second thing is to be in the moment because the present is a present. It's the gift. It's the gift that we're all given because it's only through the present that you can create um, and that you can do anything, and that's where your power resides. So by going into you know what was, you're, you're leaking power. You're, you're taking your power out of the present. You're not able to create them because you're still, you know, working in the past here. Um, and I say keep an eye to the future because if you're too future oriented, then you're not you're not present enough. But just an eye yeah. to the future in that you want to work towards what it is you're choosing to create. And in order to do that, you have to have some sort of vision. Just to have some kind of a vision here that you're working towards. You're not focused on that 100% of the time, but you need that vision. Yes. So, yes. you know, to maintain you know, this in a balance is helpful right now, and you can do that through, you know, a lot of different ways. Yes. It's easy to lose sight sometimes in the spiritual community of, of goals, or, you know, sometimes they change, and, and you have to listen to that because we grow and our goals can shift. But what you're saying there is very important to to be in the moment, but also have an awareness of where you'd like to head. You know, where are you drawn? And I think that that helps us find more focus. I I personally, I'll raise my hand and say I have at times felt a lack of focus in certain areas. And, you know, you trust in that because it's part of your growth process and where you need to be. But I think once... This energy of the new right now is calling us, many of us, to a higher level of focus on, on okay, you know, what is it that, what do I really want to see? You know, maybe in early next year might be a good time to look at. Where would I like to be? Would I like to, how far would I like to be on this book project? Or, you know, how, what classes or whatever it is, it doesn't matter what your walk of life what what do you or in your own personal development you know if, are you going to be pursuing some new practice are you going to be developing your ability to meditate or yoga or, or tai chi or whatever it is and i think you're right we can be in the moment but also kind of see where we're going with ourselves not just kind of Especially, have that feeling yeah yeah and it's critical as a society especially yes. now if yes, we have some major things absolutely. to go through, and if we don't come together and have a clear vision, not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that's why, strangely, this this piece of, there, there's also this trust, I feel, in the this kind of a greater plan. You know, we fit within it. We co-create within it. But 
that if some things don't happen quite the way, I mean, everyone could say right now, hey, why is this happening? Why is this happening? You know, there's that tendency. Somebody was reminding me the other day about what a crisis it was when Gore, for example, didn't win that election. Like everybody thought, you know, this is the end. And and I wasn't as integrated in the spiritual community back then, but it was just like a major crisis in the spiritual community. And some of it just said, how could this happen? You know, we're we're co-creating this future. How could this happen? And, you know, there there does have to be a certain amount of trust that no matter what happens, keep the vision we are heading in the right direction. And there is no human mm-hmm. being on this planet that we can't help to shift in some way. There's no enemy. There, we're, we can get there. And it takes faith and belief in miracles, really. Um, but it it is doable. And in fact, if you don't mind, number four is appropriate. We seem to be stepping into them, and we're doing okay on time, I think. We're almost, we're not quite half through, but we'll make it here. Don't cling to the old ways of doing things. See, to me, that's when you don't believe in the magical ways, although those have always been around. When you just say, you know, that can be, you can get very pessimistic if you cling to the old ways and say, well, that doesn't work. And, you know, that this just, you know, we're, (laughs) I saw one post, somebody said, we're just screwed. I saw that. Somebody said that, you know, in every possible way, this is just, you know, and, and there's this limitation. You could feel the, just crawling into the box of, you know, we're mm-hmm. stuck and we're heading down this horrible historical path right, or whatever. Right. So yeah, how do we find the through, new ways? Yeah, because they're looking through the old glasses, you know. Things are different now, you know. Yeah. We have gone through a major change, a major shift, and we're almost out of that galactic alignment zone. And I said 2016, 2017 were going to be big years, and they are. Yeah. And, um, you know, when that energy snaps and you come out of it, it, things are different. And you can't do things the way you used to do it before. They just don't work anymore. We're in a new world. You were talking about a new world. We're in a new world. Yes. Some people, at least, are in a new way of doing things or a new vibration that the old doesn't work. So if you keep trying that, you're going to stay stuck. You've got to try new ways. If you stay in the old, you know, you're just going to get stuck. So, but when we use our heart, we use the latest technology because it streams, you know, in real time. You know, all this information that's coming through our heart field, it's streaming in real time. It's not taking yesterday's news, you know, and what we used to do. It's taking the latest technology, you know, think of it that way. So you have the latest and greatest right now. And... So to come from the heart and always bring that information in and, like, what does, what does it feel like today? What do I feel like today? Well, I, you know, I used to do it that way, but, you know, I don't want to do it that way anymore. Well, then honor that and do it a different way. Yes. You know, I feel like I keep mapping this to a particular situation, and it's just because a lot of us are, are thinking about this is, I immediately think of how I've been hearing, oh, well, there's always been corruption in politics. There's an example. Or the media's always been swayed in a certain way. Or, you know, that's just the way it is. And no, no, 
one of the reasons why I think this is feeling so um, transformative for many people is there's a lack of acceptance of, oh, that's just the way it has to be. And and we feel this call for integrity and honesty, and you can still mm-hmm. make mistakes and then move on. That doesn't mean you reject every leader who's made a mistake, but at least an acknowledgement of, you know, we, we're, you know, Going forward, we're not going to do this anymore. We're done with this energy of misleading and, you know, the power structures and all of that. We need what so many of us are feeling that that just doesn't work for us anymore. And I'm not trying to resist it. I'm looking at a vision of where we need to be. It's that disconnect with our hearts. It it doesn't work. And we can't Mm -hmm. accept Mm -hmm. it as working anymore because we're creating something new. Yes, we're creating from the heart, not not in the old ways now. So Exactly. Yeah, and that kinda of leads into the next one. You know. Um okay. be responsible yeah, I like the and response able. Yeah. I love that. Because if we're if we're responsible for ourselves, then we're responsible in all ways, you know. Um you know, they'll be responsible for the energy that you bring or, you know, whatever. Um, responsible for your own healing. You know, you're responsible for what you're creating in your life. You know, take responsibility for what's happened, yes. you know, and um, don't beat yourself up over it, but to realize that you are a true co-creator here. That's part of that realization because that's that last cycle if you listen to the show the other day with Carl Kalman I don't know if yeah. he talked about about the ninth cycle of the of the he, whole Mayan calendar upon it. it's very much in his book but we could only yeah. brush I would I could do a whole series of shows with that man that was an amazing oh, yeah. show and yeah. I want to bring him back and and I was so honored and, and blessed by that, that conversation. Um, but, yes, it's very much in his book. He talks completely about that. And his new book yeah. that's coming out in December is about the ninth way. Or, yeah, I think um, I don't want to mis- misquote it as to what the book is, but he certainly talks about the waves, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that conscious and, co-creation. Yes. That now we you are know, doing it consciously. Yes, and we're, so we we have to realize we're responsible, you know, for creating this life. Even before we were embodied, we're responsible for choosing whatever, and and to accept that responsibility, whatever it is. Yes, you know, I wonder, Joan, if that's why, as we move more into this, that you know, the old ways of just not those that. That ego way, there, there's a certain pride around it, or just this feeling of, and we got to get past this. Of if I, this is true for leaders, for all of us. If I admit this fault, whatever it is, or this thing that I, I'd like to improve, or you know, yeah, you know that happened, and and it it wasn't the greatest, and and really honestly, the space of humility for leaders mm-hmm. and all of us, that would go a long long way in helping us to have compassion and join together. Um, And and I don't 
feel that happening so much. I feel so mm-hmm. much defensiveness, and that that's just well, ego. I mean, it's, it's ego. It's not the new not, way. It's they're not coming from their heart, quite simply. Yeah, yeah. They're not they're not coming from their heart, and you can tell it. Like you know, like the show America's Got Talent. Why do some uh-huh. people get voted in and others don't? Because there's a lot of talent out there. And why do they get the feedback they do from the judges? It's because when you come from your heart and you sing or you do whatever from your heart, people can feel it and they can relate yeah. to it. And that's what, and that's why, you know, it's the humility. It's that place of I can connect with you here. I see your passion. I feel your passion. Or I feel yeah. where you're, you know, you're, you're part of the humanity. And I know I've been through something similar. So I can feel for you on this. You know, that's what we're lacking here. I I agree with you. And that is coming from the heart. Yes. I really feel fear has something to do with it, too, is that the old ways, again, looking at that, are so fraught with attack and battles. And, you know, if I admit this weakness, you know, I'm going to be attacked. That seems to be just totally you know i know we're kind of focused on politics but you know this applies to everything i've been in the corporate world (laughs) and corporate leaders who can't soften themselves and admit when something you know when when real mistakes have been made and and then facilitate true communication which is also vitally important not shutting down communication all of those ways of no communication um just um you know, yeah, wounded egos, um, there, there's so much that can happen in many parts of our lives, in relationships to everywhere. None of that actually works in the heart space, and that's why we feel this disconnect. That's why we feel like, right. hey, you know, it's a shallow kind of a, a thing that, that's that's being asked for from us, and we need to go much deeper than that that shallow energy. That's not going to produce what we need as a vision right. for the world. We need something greater. Yeah, and because true power, because all of this is, is the wrong use of power here, or oh, misunderstanding what power is, because true power, as I said in the beginning of the show, comes from the heart. That's yeah. where the true yeah. power is. And that's where all the masters and the mystics will tell you is, you know, when you can stand there and not react. Yes. Yes. When you don't and push again, like I said, when yes. you can come from your heart, that's the true yes. power. That's the true power. Yes. And if they just would understand that, if we had someone, you know, come up through the ranks and just understand that and come through that, come through the heart, wow. Wow. You know? That would change a lot. Well, and we've had people. We've had people like that, and that's so many hearts. Yeah, well, you know, we have, and and a lot of them got assassinated. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know what? We need to, why is that that happening? (laughs) But it's so we can learn, because we know in our heart space what we seek. I mean, I think that if anything more, I mean, we, sometimes it takes to create what we really need in this world, and I think that many of us are really feeling it now as to what resonates truly with um, 
the expansiveness of the heart and what falls shallow and just is is too immersed in fear and and we're starting to feel that that doesn't mean that we may have some steps that may be a little uncomfortable not quite what we think you know we even things that are a little uncomfortable hey they're all steps to where we where we need to go. I mean, we got to have that trust, and we know in our hearts what we're really wanting to create. I, I think that's becoming more and more true for many of us, and and the old ways just aren't cutting it anymore. No, no. Uh, okay, I'm going to step. This, yeah, go go on, go on. The other part of this uh, is the response able, yes. so that people are able to respond now. When they, you know, let's say they stay centered and they stay in the present and they're not clinging to the past or being responsible for themselves, you know, all of this, listening to the heart, then they're able to respond and help others. You know, yes. then, you know, if, and I'm going to talk about self-love here too, but, um, you know, when they take care of themselves first, then they're, re- then they're able to respond in ways that are helpful to others. Because yes. now we're, we're, we are conscious co-creators. You know, and we're doing this together. So yes. we need to step into this being this response able for each other. Yes, yes, and and we need to help one another. And and at no point has it. It's so important that communication that um, we we must not have communication shutdowns. We we need to be openly listening to one another so that we can move productively forward. I mean, I think that's that's really important because that is response able to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a space of compassion mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it's where we need to be. I I know that I'm going to kind of move us through the list a little. Um number 6, put yourself first. You know, often that can be said, "Well, what are you talking about? That that sounds selfish. That sounds egotistical." But that's not what you're talking about, is it, Joan? No, no, because as I say, the airlines have it right. You know, put your mask yep. on first and then help the person next to you. <laughs> you know, because if you can't breathe, you can't help anybody else. So, yes. you know, and especially as we were just saying about self-love. Um, yes. Love yourself first. <clears throat> and... Yeah. um you know, I'm writing now this next book on love, and um, I'm, I'm coming up with this technology, and and it really, it's 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 doing that self-love first is part of it, because if we don't fill ourselves first, we we can't fill others, um, and it's not an ego way of doing this. It's it's just out of self-love, because. Yeah. You deserve it because I am deserving. I am worthy. So um, that's where I'm coming from, not from an ego place. Of course not. Well, it's that co-creator. We are co-creators. And to be in that space fully, we need to honor who we are authentically. And, you know, I've drawn back to your note on play. That's part of it, too, is, is, um, you know, we all... Mm -hmm. I can guarantee every one of us could fill every moment of the day with work. Every one of us, even in service, joyous work even. A lot of times our work can be play. But if we have some time 
for ourselves to just be peacefully not working, no matter how much we're dedicated to our work. Um, we're we're not going to get where we need to go. And so your airline analogy is, is very true. And often spiritual teachers, and we have a number listening to this show, have a tendency to to not give themselves those breaks that they need, and it's important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the other thing about this is to set clear boundaries for yourself. Yes. You know, it's it's okay to do that, you know, and that's that's just self-care and that's self-love and that's putting yourself in. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I have a friend who had to release a client, kind of a new business owner, and it was a very challenging process for this person. And and I attempted to help help her a little bit. Um, and this happens so it happens a lot. Is that sometimes when you're in business this is a whole topic. There's just not a resonance with someone, and you're not supposed to work. Somebody else is supposed to work with that person. And so, if you can be in a higher level, and actually this kind of steps into number seven is um, we need to trust what we feel. And sometimes, you know, when you're working in a certain situation, you need to sometimes move on and you need to say, you know, this this isn't really helping and, and it's okay. Just accept that as we're, you know, we're not guided to do this, this work together or whatever. And, and I see this happening a lot. Mm-hmm. It can mm-hmm. emerge in mm-hmm. such conflict. And it doesn't have to be. And anyway, I just I no. think she might be listening. And I want I want this friend of mine to feel um, feel in a space of peace about those situations because I know others who are in business have this happen sometimes. We all have, and and it's okay. We're guided to do what mm-hmm. we're guided mm-hmm. to do, and mm-hmm. we need to trust. And, and if you don't mind, since we're we're kind of a little tight for time, but we can always go a little into overtime too. Actually, I'll tell the, the audience, should we go into overtime today a little bit, um, just call the teleconference line, which is 310-807-5104. That always allows you to listen live. That is, This show is a teleconference as much as an online show. And those of you listening in the future, of course, it would be seamless if we do. Um, I feel like all along, Joan, We've been exploring number seven because this is what we are really endeavoring to do is communicate (laughs) with your heart. Yes, and listen and speak from your heart. So, yeah, yeah, it does encompass a lot of those, so let's not spend a lot of time on it. But this is the place where I was going to just um, tell people about the coherence technique from heart. Yes. Uh, And it's very simple. We can do it really quickly here. So uh, to bring your heart into coherence, which means regular um, waves coming and going through your heart, that they're steady and they're regular and they're not erratic, um, that's what they're talking about, is to breathe in and out through your heart while you're doing that to feel appreciation or love. And that will put you into this coherent space. So imagine yourself taking in a deep breath now into your heart and then exhaling it through your heart and feeling that emotion of appreciation. And you just repeat it. You do the slow, rhythmical breath and you stay in the energy of appreciation and love. And you do that 
And you'll notice that you feel more calm and peaceful and centered. Yes. Yes, very much so. It doesn't take long. And uh, No, it doesn't take long at all. Yeah. It really doesn't. It's just a matter of breath, really. A, a couple of deep breaths. And and perhaps we can feel it together here and even across time. If you're listening in the future, there are no barriers of time. Let's take another moment to breathe. Yes. Yes, very much so. I, I I keep talking a little bit because there's kind of a, a signal that happens sometimes on Blog Talk Radio is to go totally quiet without they might assume the show is done. <laughs> I'm laughing about it in a spirit of play. Not fear, but I thought, well, we'll we'll keep talking a little bit quietly and I was thinking that's something I'm called to do is when we do have a moment like that, is to have a little music available. <laughs> To, to put mm-hmm. in the Otherwise, it's dead air. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, people are afraid yeah. of dead air in, in radio. I'm oh, not. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's right. Breathing. You know, it, it's, it's not dead air if you're if you're breathing. That's actually alive air. <laughs> that's it. Um, but um, but yeah, I was thinking about that. Um, but I would invite the audience to practice this this afternoon or whatever whenever this show finds us for us it's it's actually almost evening for you well, I guess not it's mid afternoon but um but yeah I I invite people to spend some time with this and if you're listening across time you have time to, um just flow with that for a little bit and if you're feeling conflict with the world or with anything right now fear um just just pull yourself into a space of of peace because it's available mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Because once you do that, it's easier. It's easier to come from yeah. your heart, you know, and yeah. use that as your guide or your filter now instead of yes. your mind. Yes. I love your number eight because I think it does draw us back to this. Can you be comfortable with outcomes and know that it's going to be okay? Because your number eight is, Practice compassionate detachment, also boundaries, what you said about that too. So so speak to that a little bit more, Joan. Practice compassionate detachment. Well, um, whatever it might be, whether it's a situation between you and a loved one or a coworker or, you know, the election, you know, whatever it is that you might be, you know, having this interaction with, and a lot of people can go into the drama and, you know, so um, to take one step back and look at it from a different perspective, from kind of like the outside in, and just, you know, one, I don't want to get caught into the drama, and two, I can still relate with this, but through compassion. And come yeah. from that vibration rather than getting sucked into the drama and getting into that, you know, resistance mode that we were talking about in number two, you know, and, and you know, resisting that persisting and all of that. But to just take a step back and to take a breath and take a step back yeah, and, you know, see it from a higher perspective 
from where it really is and that we're all playing roles here. All we're doing is creating a story. <laughs> it's Mark David exactly. all the time, and you have him on the show quite often too. You know, he's the grand storyteller. But that's really what we're doing is we're telling a story and everybody's a player, and you know, is a character in that story. And so see it from that yeah. perspective and, and take, you know, and step back and then have compassion for that person because they're playing a particular role. And they're doing that for you. They're doing yes. it for you and for your growth, too. So it's, it's easier said than done, but when you can do this, it's very powerful for you and for the other person as well. Yes. You know, as we're exploring this, and I do have a feeling, I am going to remind the audience, if you're listening live, because I do feel we're going to go a few minutes into overtime because I really would like to to, to do that today, if that's okay with you, Joan, at least briefly. Sure. Um, do call the teleconference line if you want to listen live or just listen to us right after. It'll be out there, and that's 310-807-5104 for those listening live. But what I wanted to say is, you know, I keep thinking about this anger. There's a lot of anger and even militancy around us, and, and we've all felt it sometimes. And, and I think that when I look at my own process, um, feeling that for a short time can mm-hmm. be cathartic. I mean, you can feel mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. I, you know, we, we generally don't want to act on that or, or you know, we, we learn to process that more effectively. But, but it's like, okay, you know, I am upset about this, whatever this upset is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then once you get through that, as we get to a higher state, we feel that compassionate detachment, and more and more we don't need to go through. I mean, I don't know about you, Joan, but when I'm upset or angry, I feel physically awful. I mean, they've talked about what that does to your physical heart. Yeah. You feel yeah. it. You do not feel well. Um, you yes, feel and as the, I say the in, stress hormones yeah. and everything. As I say in Hardware to Heaven, um, you know, what they've found is that if you stay you know, in that emotion for longer than uh, 90 seconds, you know, in a long time that you can, but, you know, a little yeah. over a minute, and stay in that, then you set up this loop, the brain sets up this loop, and you keep replaying it. Yep. Not a good thing, you know. So, and you're right, we need to uh, pay attention to our emotions and acknowledge them and feel what we need yeah. and what it is we need to feel, but not to stay in it. And I think anger is one of those that, you know, for me personally, I'm like, okay, I, I sometimes feel like, you know, this is a really good thing because I can take that energy. There's a lot of energy that comes with anger. You know, there's a lot yeah. of this build up. You can feel it in your body. Like, wow, I've got this excess energy. So I, I, you know, sometimes I say, oh, this is good because I can take this energy now and move it in a different direction and use it for something positive. Yes, yes. That's it, and use it as a, a catalyst for growth, and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we move out of it faster. I, but but it does take that detachment. It really does yeah. because you have to stop yeah. worrying. Don't worry so much about these scary things. I mean, they can really you can get so wrapped up in it, or this thing that was done, you know, the personal affronts or or more general. I mean, that's the cause of all all the conflicts in the world. And, and we can get past it, but we can also process that we're human. And, yes, we're going to feel some things 
I mean, it's sort of a balance, isn't it? But get ourselves beyond it. Thank you, live mm-hmm. audience, by the way. Go to FrontierBeyondFear.com to see the next show because um, we'll have some something probably scheduled that's not on there yet. So anyway, our live audience is, is leaving us right now, but we're going to continue in the podcast for a couple minutes here um, because I think we're really exploring some helpful things. As usual, Joan. <laughs> Um, Okay, the next one, number nine. Be in nature and let it guide you. That will surely help with many of the other points, won't it? Yes, it will. (laughs) You know, nature is a great teacher, and we should look to nature for the cycles and follow the cycles of nature. Use nature to get revitalized and look to it for answers, you know, just what does nature do? I mean, just look outside and you see total abundance. Well, what does that mean? You're living in abundance. There isn't anything that isn't abundant here, you know. I mean, unless the tree is dying and it has, you know, a multitude of leaves. So to use it in that way and and to use it to bring in beauty and restorative energy, and notice the animals around you, you know. You can you can use that as one of your signs. Um, you know, I said that I had gone through, it was quite the weekend for me, and I'd gone through a lot of my own healing this weekend and aha moments. And uh, noticing animals, this bird showed up twice, and so it got my attention. Once when I was on Skype with a friend, and then when I was sitting out yesterday, um, it came and it, and it just landed right near me, and it was a cat bird, uh-huh. and, um, uh, you know, I'm just looking that up, and I'm like, oh, wow, um, you know, how powerful that was for me. So, you know, yeah. just use all of that as signs and use nature. You know, watch the animals. What are they doing? And that's one way also of keeping you safe, you know, let's say, you know, for example, you're on you're on the west coast. God forbid there's a tsunami. Yes. But, you know, if everything, if all the animals start trekking up the hill, you know, pay attention. You know what I mean? Or oh, you better believe it. Before there's an earthquake. You know. Uh huh. So, yeah. So pay attention to nature. Yes. Yes. I I I do that sometimes when I notice that my dog, for example, is acting a little odd. Um, I pay attention because we certainly. I don't choose. You know. Yeah, let's actually, what a beautiful lesson for number number eight. I could be terrified every day living in the Pacific Northwest because we've had, you know, or living in California, wherever you might be um, on the West Coast, if you chose to always be afraid of what might happen, um, you'd be afraid of, of a big earthquake. So am I? I mean, I have an awareness that, yes, I live in a part of the country where this can happen. When I go to the ocean, do I think a tsunami could happen at any moment and I'll be right in that scene from Deep Impact, you know? I mean, do I think about it? Well, sure, it crosses your mind sometimes that, yeah, you know, especially if you're staying, and we have signs now that say tsunami zone. Um, They have a lot more Mm -hmm. signs now Mm -hmm. and drills and all kinds of stuff on the coast. But does that detract from the beauty of being where you are. I mean, we can't live as human beings. At any moment, something frightening 
could happen mm-hmm. to all of us. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the human mm-hmm. experience. But do we sit and focus on that all the time? Well, we couldn't live, obviously, and we learn not to. Right. And more right. and more spiritually you call us in the heart space to have an awareness. This doesn't mean you live totally unaware in the world, but to be at peace with what is and being human mm-hmm. and, and, and appreciate it. I love the yeah. rainforest here and where I'm mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, and what's mm-hmm. happened to the land has made it that way. Um, this whole area where I'm at was formed by a giant flood many, many uh-huh. long, long time ago. And, yeah. and um, the, the valley. And, you know, when you live in the West, you're really conscious of that. So many dramatic things have happened to the land and it's just so beautiful mm-hmm. and it's true of pretty much our whole world and so right. be thankful we're here and and appreciate every moment and and don't let fear and drama dominate and and if we could pull that into other places our relationships politics everything our careers if we could pull that trust and that appreciation of of hey we're alive Uh, Where would we be, Joan? I think we'd be in the heart space. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And what would we create? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, let's jump to that. Let love be your guiding principle. Yeah, because I was going to say that, you know, don't go into fear because then, you know, when you're in fear, you're creating from fear. You're in that yeah. vibration, and so you're not creating, you know, sound structures. Then, um, you know, uh, when you come from love, then you're creating from that vibration. You're coming from cooperation versus competition. You know, you're coming from that higher octave of how we can work together instead of, you know, as we've been talking about on this call, how divisive we've been. You know, yeah. so. Um, and love is a lot more than what, you know, just the feeling, uh, feeling good type of thing. There's a lot more to love than that, and that's what I'm writing about in the next book. But really and truly, to come from that heart space where love flows through us, and, you know, that's, that's your place of power. Yeah. That's your place of wisdom. That's the place of love. That's your place yeah. where you're connected to heaven. That's your hardwired connection. The source to God to, <clears throat> excuse me, the universal energy, whatever you want to call it. To the one heart, as I call it. Yes. I, I, love, I, I love this word response able, because as you're saying that, I'm thinking, if we're in that love space, that's when we make response able decisions for, mm-hmm. you know, whether they're group decisions or individual decisions Um, and obviously individual decisions flow into the group but we tend to make very poor decisions and even divisive decisions when those are made solely based in in fear or when fear is the primary influence and and I think that um, 
those don't always lead us to the, we'll eventually get to a higher outcome because we'll learn, no doubt, what how to be response-able. But um, if we want to get somewhere, to, if we want to get there to a higher ground more readily, we'll listen to love. I mean, you've, you've got it. And 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 not be in the drama space. It it's so true, and and there are miracles. I mean, we forget that this is a quantum multiverse. Amazing. We're not living in the old ways, or we never were. Those old ways aren't no. real. The magical right. no. multiverse <laughs> is real. And things are manifesting more quickly now. So it's really time to pay attention and to really be conscious about what we're doing. When they said conscious co-creation, they meant conscious co-creation, you know. So, okay, what am I thinking? What am I speaking? What am I doing? You know, how am I creating this? And to be responsible for all of that. And then, you know, then I can be responsible. When I'm more centered, you know, we'll go through the list. When I put myself first, da-da-da-da-da, I am more responsible. Yes. We feel it when we're out of balance. We just do. It's obvious. We can feel it. It's like, you know, when you can, again, physically, in every way, we can feel out of that um, positive, positive co-creative space when we're in the reactive space. We feel it, and, and we know, and we can learn. We can learn and say, hey, that doesn't feel right. I'm not going to go there. I'm I'm to to take. You can switch in a moment's notice. You can just say I'm I'm just not focusing there, or, or better than that, to follow your direction. Not I'm not focusing there. I'm focusing here, and pick the right. here where yeah. you're, you're focusing. Yeah. Forget yeah. the not. <laughs> you know, maybe knots can be a very momentarily a momentary catalyst, but quickly get out of that energy and and get yourself to what do you seek? Where are we going? And that that will take us there. I I am totally in agreement with you and and um truthfully I think this is one of the best conversations just flowing from the heart that, that we've had. I, I love how this show is going in in the way that we're talking about these things because we can change. We can all change. We can all grow. And you're helping us and we're helping each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so Joan, as we do head towards wrapping up, tell us a little bit more about your current projects and where, um, where you feel you're heading and, and just, um, you know, again, remind everyone of your website and, I know we're looking forward to your next book, although sometimes it's hard to know when those are actually coming. They're, they, <laughs> but I I do look forward to to knowing this project. Yeah, I'm I'm working on a book about love. Um, it seemed to be the next logical progression of things, something that I felt like I'd be doing for quite a while. And it's looking yeah. at love in a very different way than what you know most people have looked at it before, and and yeah, there's a lot of science into it. Again, Susan, you'll you'll like that. 
there's uh, there's sacred geometry again, of course, uh, and then there's what I'm uncovering and bringing through is is a technology of love, um, uh-huh. if you will, a way to use it because I think that um, you know, we've had the we've had the key all along, and that's why you know uh, all the traditions have said, you know, look to the heart and it's through the heart that you're enlightened and Jesus pointed to the sacred coordinate as I call it, <laughs> to the sacred heart um, because it's there that you will find you know, your treasure so yeah. there's a lot to look forward to in that book not done with it yet, and there's a lot more to look forward to yet of what's coming through and um, I'm going to be doing some more webinars and, and uh, different teaching and you can go to my website hardwiredtoheaven.com if you're interested in purchasing hardwiredtoheaven.com or if you'd like to get the ebook um, or the ebook of In the Key of Life that's there that's um, a book that helps you break up limiting thought patterns and beliefs through nine inspired writings with accompanying sacred geometry drawings. And the writings break up conscious. They work on the conscious mind, and the drawings work on the subconscious mind. They break this up and help you to move forward in the path. So that's the first book, and you can also go to joanserio.com, and you can follow me there. And I'm also on Blogspot, joanserio.blogspot.com. And um, all the other places. Twitter and everywhere else. So, yeah, I thank you, yeah. Susan, for having me on again today. I enjoyed our conversation. Well, thank you. I am really enjoying that you're able to come on fairly regularly here because I think we always take it to a helpful place where I'm always reminded and, and affirmed in, on my own path, and I know that others listening, I mean, just through through this work, we're we're helping I can feel it. I can feel the the you know, just I grow. I grow every time that I talk with you, Joan, and and I feel that that others are, are really able to to you know, we're at all different we're in all different places with this work and where we're at in our lives and, and what you share is very approachable and I feel like it's because you've always been a teacher. And you've always been called to be a teacher, and and you are continuing to teach. And I'm thankful for you and for being here and, and just for all that, that you're doing in service and in true joy in the world. So, so thanks, Joan, and I look forward to the next one. <laughs> okay, Susan. All right, well, you take care. You too, and everybody out there, much love. Uh, thank you, yes. Beautiful message here at the end. So thank you so much. And just a quick show note, and I know what we're in the podcast, so many of you could be listening at any point. Um, but um, those of you listening in the near term, the next show is actually with a mutual friend of Joan and mine, I'm Mark David Gerson, another returning guest. He's been on this show since the very beginning. 
he's going to be on next week, and I'll probably have a show in between. We're kind of flowing very gently into this August schedule because I genuinely took some time. I was doing a couple of events in July, and then in between that, um, you know, catching my breath a bit, um, and it was a wonderful time for everyone to catch up with the archive of the show, as I've said, and I'm thankful for that. And now that we're flowing into August, I'm letting the schedule flow softly. Um, but it's it will be continuing. And right now, the next show that's on the schedule is August 10th at 10 a.m. Pacific, different times depending on what works. I love how that brings in different segments of you that are working at different times and you're able to listen. Um, Mark David Gerson's going to talk about his new book that's releasing on that day, which is um, After Sarah's Year, which um, hopefully I'm getting the title right. Um, it's not exactly a sequel, I have been told, but it is a, um, I'm, it, it's a continuing journey into that space of, of Sarah's Year, which was his previous book. Yes, I got it right, After Sarah's Year. And that is Wednesday, August 10th at 10 a.m. Pacific. So, But look for another one. I just have a feeling there's going to be another show in here um, because I have that that inclination, and so there will be somewhere. So take care, everyone, and, and do listen to Joan's message about love. That Let's just be in that space of love. Let's find that space of peace. Let's find that space that feels right. You know when you're there, you can just feel it. it it's a gentle space. Feel the gentleness. Let that gentleness in. Go to nature if that helps you. It surely helps me. We're all going to be okay. And we can just relax a little bit. Let go. Breathe. We can do it. Take care, everyone.
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.